Hello and welcome to the first ever AllHoosiers.com podcast. I am your host, Tony Adrania, and we're going to do these podcasts pretty much weekly around here, give you some insight and analysis on all Indiana University athletics. That's why we're called AllHoosiers.com. We hope you're enjoying your premium access to the Indiana scout.com website we're trying to do something special around here and bring some very good content to you and we hope this podcast will be of that sort this week we're really going to talk about indiana university football and mainly i'm going to give you my predictions game by game predictions and what i'd like to see from iu football this season obviously iu football struggled a bit last year uh going four and eight but that was actually an up year if you go back to 2011 when the hoosiers won just one game. Uh, a lot of things to take away from last year on the upside. I mean, you you had an emerging running game in Stephen Houston and Tevin Coleman and even D'Angelo Roberts. You had a couple quarterbacks in Nate Sudfeld and Cameron Kaufman who were able to develop because of the Trey Roberson injury. And obviously Trey Roberson, who was seen to be the best athlete on the Indiana University football team, went down, and IU football didn't lay an egg after that and actually went out and won some games. Uh, however, 4-8 and eight is never where you want to be as a football team, obviously. And so that's why I'm going to go game by game of the 2013 season and try to tell you my insight on, on what I know about the teams that Indiana's playing. It's going to be a pretty quick podcast. At the very end of the podcast, we'll talk a little IU basketball, not too much, just a little bit about the James Blackman decommitment and what that could mean for the Indiana Hoosiers. But for now, let's let's dive right into this thing, the 2013 season for Indiana I mean, you've got to think it looks to be one of the most successful seasons they've had in recent memory. Uh, I mean, obviously, in 2007-2008, they went to a bowl game. That's the last bowl game Indiana's seen. Uh, they got throunced by... Uh, throunced, I don't think that's a word. But they got beat pretty bad by Oklahoma State in that bowl game. And, uh, I mean, this Indiana team, they've got Trey Roberson back. They've got one of the best recruiting classes in the Big Ten, which... How often can you say that? And their offense is really it's right up there with some of the best in the country. Uh, I mean, they kick things off for the second straight year with Indiana State. This game will be on August 29th. That is a Thursday night, so it should be rocking um, at Memorial Stadium. A Thursday night game is always fun and exciting for the students, especially when they're just getting back into the swing of things. They're back in Bloomington. They're having a good time, so hopefully they'll get a good turnout for that game. Uh, Indiana held off. Indiana State last season in their opener. Um, I do expect a bigger gap in the score this season. Indiana State lost some some big-name guys that they had, or some, not big-name, but some guys that were big in the FCS. Indiana, as I said, I think has improved with, with some additions they've made in their freshman class as well as you know, getting Trey Roberson back. And and so I expect, my prediction for this one, I'm going to say Indiana 38, Indiana State 21. That'd move Indiana to 1-0. The following Saturday, Indiana host Navy. Uh, if you don't remember, Indiana lost a heartbreaker to Navy last season in Annapolis, but I do think that Indiana uh, could come out victorious in this one. It's another out-of-conference opponent that Indiana did face last year. Uh, I think with Indiana being on their home turf this year, uh, I really do expect them to pull that one out. I think uh, Navy's obviously creates a, a lot of havoc, and, and they're tough to play against because they run that option. Uh, Indiana's defense obviously struggled mightily last season, so that's something that we're going to have to keep our eye on this year as well. But I do think Indiana can come away victorious against Navy, move the record to 2-0 as my prediction. 
Then the following week, they'll they'll host Bowling Green on September 14th. Uh, I mean, Bowling Green's a lot better than and than people may think or even give credit for just because they're a mid-major school. But, I mean, they're coming off of a bowl season. They return 18 of their 22 starters from that bowl team. Um, I mean, it's going to be a good test for Indiana. I think... I think the Indiana State and the Navy games may be of an easier nature to Indiana. Um, I mean, you can't really say that with an Indiana football program just because of how downtrodden it's been. So to say Navy would be an easy game after they lost to them last year is tough to say, but I do think Bowling Green will be the best team they play to that point. And I think it's it could be approved to be a solid barometer for you know a squad that's a quarter of the way through the season. I mean, if they can pull one out against Bowling Green on their home turf, I think that'll be a bigger win than some people will give them credit for, but I do have Indiana predicted to win that one, 31 to 21, against Bowling Green. And then the next week, September 21st, is really going to be an interesting one. That's when Indiana hosts SEC opponent Missouri. Um, Missouri's coming off their first season in the SEC, uh, in which they struggled. They struggled quite a bit, which is to be expected. The SEC is obviously a whole different animal. Uh, Missouri went five and seven last season, but they did have some injuries, uh, you know, and obviously just adjusting to the SEC play. Uh, I do think Missouri is going to be a lot better this season as long as they can stay healthy, um, and I think that that could be proved to be tough for Indiana. I mean, Indiana playing an SEC opponent is always going to be tough for them. I don't care if it's at the top or the bottom of that league. Uh, I do have Missouri predicted to beat Indiana by ten in that one. Moving Indiana to three and one in my predictions, uh, then Indiana hosts Penn State. That's five straight home games for the Hoosiers. Uh, that game is going to be on October fifth. Indiana played Penn State last season toward the end of the year. Uh, got beat pretty handily by the Nittany Lions. Uh, and I mean, Penn State's a team that they pretty much defied all odds last season. They went eight and four, uh, but they did lose quite a bit of experience at graduation and. I think they're going to have a top defense, uh, but they're going to struggle on the offensive end a bit. That's pretty much par for the course for Penn State. But I just I think they're going to be a tough matchup for Indiana because Indiana's offense is obviously pretty potent, but I do think their defense is still going to struggle a bit. I mean, they do have some freshmen coming in that are going to help that defensive line in their linebacker core. Uh, but nonetheless, if I have Penn State predicted to take that one. 24 to 21, moving Indiana to three and two. Now on October the 12th, that's Indiana's first away game of the season, and I think that's something to really keep our eye on as well. Uh, they're playing at Michigan State, and I mean, not playing your first road game till mid-October is is something you don't always see. So that's something that the Hoosiers definitely need to take advantage of this season. Uh, I mean, Hoosiers played Michigan State pretty much toe to toe last season. They lost a nail-biter by four points, but um, I think it kind of gave Indiana fans hope last season, although Indiana ended up uh, obviously losing eight games. But that Michigan State game last year uh, definitely proved that Indiana can compete in the Big Ten. Uh, Michigan State's defense, it's going to be one of the best in the conference. Uh, so just like Penn State, they're going to be an interesting matchup for Indiana's you know, really good offense. Um, that's all, It's going to be fun to watch against Michigan State. However, I do have Michigan State pulling it out 34-28 to against Indiana, moving Indiana to 500 at 3-3. Three three. Now, if Indiana does move to 3-3 three three at that point, I think it's going to be it's going to be tough for them to, to bounce back. And, and, you know, for a team that hasn't experienced much winning, 
uh, if they do move to 3-3 three and three after that Michigan State game, uh, I think fans are going to lose hope. That's usually the point in the season when Indiana fans do start to lose their hope. October 19th at Michigan. Indiana hasn't beaten Michigan at Michigan in many years. And I have no idea why or how. I mean, this is all on a hunch. I've got Indiana beating Michigan at the big house. Uh, I mean, Michigan's a team IU didn't play in 2012. Indiana's given Michigan fits for as long as I can remember. I don't think 2013's any different. And I think it's the biggest upset win for Indiana in quite some time. I think that Michigan uh, could be a little downtrodden this year. They're they're always tough to gauge. Uh, sometimes when they're expected to have great seasons, they struggle. And then when they're expected to struggle, they have great seasons. So they're tough to gauge, but I do have Indiana pulling that one out. I think Indiana's offense could just prove to be too much for Michigan. Uh, Michigan doesn't have the playmaker in Bernard Robinson that they've had the last few years that they've really relied upon. I mean, they do have, uh, obviously, good guys stepping up in his place. But I th- I've got Indiana winning that one 41-34. I mean, Indiana's got to win at Michigan at some point, And I think this could be the year, and I think that could be a huge turning point in Indiana's season. That will move them to 4-3, and three, and then they have a bye week after that, and then they'll host Minnesota. Uh, Minnesota's a team that won just two conference games a season ago, just as many as Indiana did. Uh, but that was enough to actually get them to a bowl game. Um, it's IU's homecoming game. I think the Hoosiers can come, up, come out amped up. I think they're actually more talented than Minnesota this season. And I think they pull out a victory. Uh, I think it's going to be a close one, but I think Indiana pulls it out by four. And that would move the record to five and three. The following week, uh, November 9th, Indiana hosts Illinois. Uh, and Illinois is a team that really struggled last season. Uh, end of the year with 10 defeats. And one of those defeats was a 14-point loss to Indiana. Uh, I expect more of the same this season. I actually think IU runs away with this one, which uh, you know you haven't seen much of you know lately with Indiana University football, especially in the Big Ten. Uh, but I've, I've got Indiana winning that one by 20. And that, that's three straight wins for Indiana in the middle of the Big Ten season that I've got them predicted moving them to 6-3, and three, and that would just be huge for Indiana. If they can get to 6-3 and three on the season uh, before they play their last three games, which will all be pretty tough, um, I think that will be huge for them. Uh, November 16th, Indiana plays at Wisconsin. Uh, I know uh, Wisconsin obviously uh, has a new coaching staff, uh, but Indiana just has not fared well against the Badgers in recent years uh, until their defense can prove that they can even – remotely stop Wisconsin. I just I have to predict Wisconsin running away with another one. I mean, Indiana recently against Wisconsin has just been awful and I just I can't predict Indiana to even stay close in this one until they prove that they can do that. Uh so I've got Indiana losing to Wisconsin fifty five thirty five. That would move Indiana to six and four in the season. And then I've got them playing or I don't have them playing. They actually are scheduled to play at Ohio State on November the 23rd, um, Indiana-Ohio State game last season was really an odd game. I mean, Indiana was was getting beat pretty badly going deep into the fourth quarter, uh, put together a couple touchdown drives, I think even maybe an onside kick recovery. Uh, but Ohio State did actually ultimately pull it out 52-49, to but Indiana putting up 49 points in that Ohio State defense 
uh, you know, and just staying close with a team that actually went undefeated last season was definitely good for IU's confidence, I think. Obviously, there's no moral victories, uh, but, you know, that, that I think that was a good one for Indiana, and I think Indiana can compete this season at Ohio State. Ohio State's going to be very good yet again, as they have a very good shot to win the Big Ten. Um, but, I, I, you know, I don't think Indiana, there's any way they can beat Michigan and Ohio State, you know, on the road this season. And I, I've got Indiana losing by 14 to Ohio State, 38-24. I think Indiana can obviously put up some points against Ohio State. But, until, like I've mentioned a few times now, until Indiana can prove that they're able to stop somebody, it's going to be tough for them to beat some, some of these high-powered opponents. Uh, so that moves Indiana to 6-5 and five on the season after losing to Wisconsin and Ohio State back-to-back in my predictions. And then they'll finish out the regular season hosting Purdue for the Old Oak and Bucket. Uh, Purdue did happen to get the better of Indiana up in West Lafayette last year. Uh, but I think Indiana is going to be more experienced this year. Uh, and I think they're going to prevail in their final regular season game. That's really going to punch their ticket into a bowl game, they're going to be that'd put them at seven and five. I mean, I do think it'll be close. Rivalry games uh, tend to be close for the most part. I mean, the Oak and Bucket game, it's always tough to gauge that, especially before the season even starts, because predicting a game in late November, in August, you never know what's going to happen. You don't know about injuries. You don't know how teams are going to gel. Uh, Purdue's obviously under a new coaching staff, so that one's tough to predict. But I do have Indiana winning that. Uh, which puts them at seven five seven and five. Uh, I mean that's that's probably pretty generous than what most would give them. I'd I'd imagine. I haven't really looked at too many other predictions for the Indiana University football team, uh, but predicting a team that hasn't gone bowling since two thousand seven two thousand eight to go seven and five is is obviously optimistic. I don't I don't care what the expectations may be. I mean, yeah, Indiana's supposed to be better, but. Uh, you know, seven and five is a bold prediction any year for any university football until they really prove that they belong and that they can contend for quite some time. Regardless, that's regardless at seven and five, that pretty much would punch a ticket, like I said, to Indiana going to a bowl, and that would just absolutely be huge. I mean, if Indiana can get a bowl bid in Kevin Wilson's third year, uh, Bloomington would be buzzing in December not just for basketball, but also football. And that's something that nobody at, that is a student at IU right now has seen. I know I was a student from 2009 to 2013, and I never saw a winning football program. So that would be something new for the student body, something the alumni haven't seen often. So I think uh, Kevin Wilson can certainly win over some fans this year, if he hasn't already, if he's able to take the Hoosiers bowling. Now switching to basketball, uh, just for a moment here on our AllHoosiers.com podcast, James Blackman did decommit from the Hoosiers in the 2014 class. Uh, the 2014 class for Indiana just a couple years ago looked like uh, it could be one of the best, if not the best in the country, keeping all of the Indiana in-state talent. They had Trey Lyles and James Blackman Jr. committed. Those are two of the top 2014 guys in the entire class. Last summer, Trey Lyles decommitted from the Hoosiers. And then just a few days ago, uh, James Blackman Jr. decommitted from the Hoosiers after both of them committed before their freshman seasons. And the Hoosiers also missed out on another top recruit from Indiana, which is Jaquan Lyle. So for Indiana, their 2014 class, people might start to 
freak out about that because they've had some guys decommit and they haven't been able to get some guys. But in all honesty, I I think Indiana is just fine. I mean, you can't really fault two kids for decommitting when they made their college decision when they were 13, 14 years old. Um, and James Blackman Jr. claims that Indiana is still on his radar and he could recommit. Um, I think the likelihood of that happening is pretty slim. But there are other guys that are out there on the radar for Indiana that could prove just be just as good or if not better than some of these guys. I think something that Tom Kareen has proved that he can do is, is develop guys once he gets to Indiana. And he has a vision, uh, you know, for the type of people that he wants to play for the program that he can develop. Just look at guys like Oladipo, Sheehy, and things like that. And, and you see guys that developed while they were at IU. And, and then you also look at uh, Oladipo and Zeller both going to the NBA number two, number four picks. That's going to draw kids to Indiana. Indiana plays on national television a lot. That's going to draw kids to Indiana. So I think Indiana basketball program is just fine, so there's no need to panic just because a couple guys decommitted. There's plenty of other guys out there that Indiana can go after. With that said, though, this has just a, been a quick update here on our inaugural AllHoosiers.com podcast. Look for these weekly right here on AllHoosiers.com. We also would love to see some interaction in the forums. You know, We really appreciate everybody that is coming out to the forums and asking questions. We want to interact with you guys as much as possible in there as well. So just continue to stay with us here on AllHoosiers.com. We've got a lot of great things planned. And like I said, we're going to try to get some guests on these podcasts to talk about the Indiana University programs. But until next week, we appreciate you guys listening. This has been Tony Adrania for AllHoosiers.com.